about that i always say that don't worry <laughs> every little thing is gonna, gonna be, be all right, right. <laughs> good morning good morning everybody and welcome to rotary wellness wednesday i'm your co-host paul Dumang. oh my gosh good morning good morning this is dr marilyn hi paul good morning good morning great to see your smiley face yes how are you today I'm good. I am good. I'm looking out. I had to go through a little bit of traffic for ships in town. Woo! But uh, it's green. It, it is green. It's good. It's calm. It's I'll calm. I'll take it. You'll take it. Good morning, Mel. Shout out to the most wonderful engineer, Easy Mel the money. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Mel the Man. Oh, boy. He's ready to cut me off right there. Bam. Just like that. But it is a pleasure. It's a great, uh, great day and a great uh, opportunity to Absolutely. check in with our community. Absolutely. Uh, to get our mid-week stress relief. That's it. That's it. Good morning. Good morning to the listening audience, all of our long-term listeners, those of you listening online in different time zones across the world, listening uh, throughout the Caribbean. We just want to know that you are welcome. We're so grateful that you decided to continue on from the morning show and uh, spend a little bit more time with us on WSTA on uh, Rotary Wellness Wednesdays. It's, it's your midweek pause opportunity, hopefully, to provide some information, some inspiration, a little skill building, and you know we always, always take the opportunity to breathe collectively together so we sure do. so so grateful for um for you joining us it feels uh, very much as a privilege because you don't have to and uh thank you for uh showing up point. with us yeah yes we know you could flip but, but don't <laughs> yes we're here to help absolutely and uh and we enjoy the heck out of it and mm -hmm. uh as we enter show number 64 Woo! I get to uh, oh thank our sponsors, <laughs> and that would be the Community Foundation of the Virgin Islands for mm. their generous grant. Hope we're living up to your expectations, as well as the Rotary District 7020's Disaster Relief Fund. Mm. Not reminding us purposely, but reminding us that that's where this started. Absolutely. It was a post-traumatic, post-stress, mm. post-hurricane. All of that. Let's get this out on the air mm -hmm. and start the journey together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. And uh, it's amazing. Six Sixty-four shows later. Yep, and we still like each other and I everything. Do. Paul's got on this bright, beautiful emerald green today. <laughs> looking great, looking great. Want to uh, tell them how they can continue to listen to us? Yes, Paul? we are accidentally on just about every uh, <laughs> podcast out there. Um, it's amazing how these things happen, but uh, really, really simple. Uh, you, if you if you Google it or just search for it or simply go on your iPhone mm -hmm. podcast app yes. and type in Rotary Wellness Wednesdays with an S, mm -hmm. you will see mine and Dr. Hall's smiley face. And you know you found the right spot. Mm -hmm. Got about 25 hours of shows out there for you to listen to. I hope hope they, uh, they help you. Um, sometimes it's fun to cruise that, mm -hmm. find a subject matter you like. And take a listen. You never know. And we have um, provided shows on so many different topics. And uh, honestly, I've been listening to a wide variety. And uh, I'm actually really proud of the content and what we put out there. And you should um, be. It's been really, really helpful. And so uh, take a listen to the podcast. I, I found that it's helpful now on the treadmill or taking a walk, you know, popping the, the earbuds and yep. just listen while you walk. Or I've tried. Whatever. I love listening to your shows when I'm not here. Um, <laughs> Hearing my voice, that's the like I'll the slight obstacle. I'll I gotta get over the nasal over thing, you know. Get over, get over that. It, that's right. Get it. over that. But uh, who doesn't? Mm -hmm. uh, who doesn't like to hear their yeah. own voice? So but, thank uh, you all so very much. But um, thanks for acknowledging our voices, though, because yeah. obviously our feedback's been wonderful, and, uh, yeah. and we're doing it because we love it, and and we're on this journey with you. Absolutely. We're surely not sitting in some. Okay, we're up a hill a little bit, but uh, <laughs> but that's only by that's proximity all. of a station. That's you know? it. Not the reality of uh, we journey to together and we're journeying through this journey True. of recovery and wellness the internal and uh, the external 
the personal, the family, and the collective. So thank you for once again being with us. I want to offer greetings to Merla Phillips, if you are listening. She was an amazing guest we had on last week, exploring yeah. life, uh, living life fully after a stroke. And yesterday's our call was World Stroke Awareness Day, and she was planning an activity That's for the right. stroke support That's group right. that she talked about last week at American Legion, and they were going to have a sound bath. Uh, out of Healing Tree. And so I hope it was a, a life-changing experience for some uh, and for those who dare to venture out of their comfort zone. I hope it really was a very extraordinary experience. So wanted to uh, say hello to you, Merle. I know she says she listens regularly yeah. on Wednesday mornings with her caregiver. And so I'm um, sending you love uh, this morning. Out and to if Ms. you Merle. got anything out of us, let me tell you, oh. I got a lot out of your visit oh. and uh, your inspiration mm. and strength was, uh, just, I still think of it. It so really just you. filled and my heart so much. Yeah. Um, it was great. And I was in that profound place of meeting Fruit Bowl, you know, Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> yesterday. Yep. And Grazing I, I just the... want to give uh, okay. <laughs> shout out to two incredible women who just amazing VI women. So uh, good morning, Gwell Molinar. So I uh, had a nice little chat. But I had a wonderful time to hug and love up uh, former judge Audrey Thomas, who has been really uh, challenging with uh, some extraordinary health issues. But my God, the power of life and the fighting spirit in her. So um, sending you love, Audrey. Um, I have to say on a personal note, it's been ten, 10 years since we relocated and I found a journal. Uh, I journal all the time. Mm. And um, I found my journal that I began when we first moved, that initial journal. And I've been reflecting upon my own transition to being in the VI. And uh, and Judge then, George R.G. Thomas, um, just really loved up on my girls. You know, it's an interesting thing to move your family to a place that is unknown. Um, and you don't know what will come if people will embrace you. Yeah, yeah. And so with with expectation and positive, hopefully, expectancy, yeah, we yeah. made this move, certainly on behalf of my husband, uh, David Hall, but, uh, but had children, yeah. you know, middle school and high schoolers, and it does not always go well. And so um, Judge Thomas, just she took a particular attention to our girls and became a big auntie to them mm -hmm. in so many ways unsolicited but she saw them and she saw them as special unique people and so nice. um, sending you love um, it's Audrey Thomas that wow. your healing journey continues to go well so That's great. thank you for that you didn't tiptoe into our community by the way okay <laughs> and of course uh, your lovely husband can't tiptoe anywhere with his stature but uh, thank you both you've been a fantastic positive uh, uh, impact to our well. very small and <laughs> loving community so oh you guys gosh. have been amazing and we hooked you we it, got you because I swear if you didn't have a foot out the door at some point but Oh we decided to hang in there. We so are here. We are wonderful. here. Wonderful. Oh you know, gosh. more shouts, though, because we've mm -hmm. also have been, uh, you know, acknowledging the, the month of uh, domestic violence. That's right. And there's been some wonderful events on island. There's mm -hmm. been some walks and, and, mm -hmm. and some just uh, gathering and love. And, and of yes. course, we, there was one in St. Croix about mm -hmm. uh, actual survivors of of, yes. of of domestic violence and stuff. And this is what it takes, folks, mm -hmm. you know, c keeping it in the forefront of our community, Absolutely. keeping our hearts open, mm -hmm. you know, love thy neighbor. And uh, and let's get through all of these things together. And, uh, you know, the show has been a great little conduit for us. And, mm -hmm. and we continue to bring fantastic people. And today, I hope you'll Absolutely. find out we are continuing in, in, that trend. We certainly are. I uh, just want to acknowledge on Friday uh, will be a holiday here in the VI, uh, Liberty Day. Um, on behalf of uh, celebrating and commemorating the life of David Hamilton, um, who's a powerful labor leader, banker, community activist, and uh, published The Herald, which is the first uh, VI paper published uh, uh, under the VI banner, privately owned, not under the Danish uh, rule. And so um, for those of you who will be eating bull and bread on Friday, um, uh, just acknowledge the, the power of uh, legacy, of who is here in the VI and the legacy upon which um, uh, many stand. So I want to acknowledge uh, David That's Hamilton nice. and nice. um, the power of activism and, yeah. uh, you know, seeing something that needs to be better. And so that legacy is before us. Yeah. And how about the end of hurricane season? Ooh, it's, it's all most. Yeah, okay. okay. Hey. I'm drinking some water. <laughs>
But anyway, what a pleasure. Um, yes, let's, it is. So let's we, breathe. It's breathing oh, time. It's breathing time. Let's get this kicking. And so in celebration and in honor and recognition of both that as hurricane season is winding down, and also on uh, recognition of the topic for today, we're going to be exploring the power of, you know, our surroundings, uh, the shift of climate, the impacts on us and the these beautiful islands and to talk about um, the transformative potential of eco schools in the Virgin Islands. And we have two extraordinary guests who will uh, have a conversation about that. So in recognition of the beauty that surrounds us, I thought it would be very appropriate to do our breathing pause um, going into that peaceful place of beauty that surrounds us. So you got some music ready for me, Mr. Oh, yeah. Paul? Oh, yeah. I'm Come on, don't be slacking now. Come on. Oh, gosh. I'm fired. <laughs> And so you know how we do. Ask that uh, you find a comfortable place for yourself. Put your feet on the floor. Put your back up against the seat. Find yourself uh, in a comfortable place. And I invite all of you, all of you to uh, join in this place of collective breathing. That we go inward and take care of the inner places that anchor and center us. If you are driving, certainly be alert, but allow yourself to take in as much as is possible. Uh, those of you in the salon, in your homes, doing chores, working, all of wherever you are, allow yourself the opportunity to be present in this moment as we journey into the place of breathing and in the breath. So you know how we do. We always, always take a nice deep breath in through our nose. And we exhale through our mouths. Nice deep breath in. And exhale. Going to breathe it in. Just hold for a little bit. Breathe in. Hold, 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 and exhale. Nice deep breath in. Hold, 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 and exhale. Now with the next round, I ask you just to close your eyes and allow yourself to even be more centered in this moment. Continue that rhythm of breathing, holding for a few, and exhaling. And as you continue with this rhythm, I want you to allow yourself to find that place, that special place for you in these beautiful Virgin Islands. Perhaps it's a beach, perhaps it's a special walkway, a tree, a place of sound and movement. Where is your peaceful anchoring place that's anchored in the beauty of these Virgin Islands? What do you see? What do you hear in this beautiful place that is your sanctuary place? What do you smell? What might you touch? What might you even taste? How can you tap all of your senses as we go into this beautiful anchoring place that is anchored here in these beautiful Virgin Islands? Continue with the round of breathing in. Hold, hold, and exhale. Wherever that place may be for you, allow yourself just to bathe in the gift of this creation beauty that is all around us that we never ever should take for granted. Two more rounds of breathing. Allow yourself to be flourished in the beauty of the place that is yours and yours alone. Your own sanctuary and anchoring place. Nice deep breath in. Hold, hold, and exhale. And one more round. Nice deep breath in. Hold and exhale. And you can open your eyes and rejoin. Nice. Very nice. Wherever your space was, know that that place inside is always available. Maybe a physical place. It may have been a composite place of different places throughout the VI that is your space. But the place that you went to when uh, life feels a bit overwhelming, the stress of the day, allow yourself just to have that pause of breathing and going inward to your peaceful, anchoring place. And it's always such a gift to share it together. It was right. nice, Doc. Uh, it was really nice. You know, it, I always bring it up because it's just one of my best childhood memories of this island is, mm -hmm. you know, right after rains, you know, the smells. <laughs> the smell of the rain. And it's so unique. Mm -hmm. and, and it's because uh, I've surely been other places where it's rained. Mm -hmm. But uh, something about what it does to our, our bush. There you go. You know, but uh, good stuff. Good. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, as I uh, mentioned it before we went into the breathing pause, we have two wonderful women we're going to share with us and have a conversation about the transport of 
transformative potential of eco-schools in the Virgin Islands. So allow me to introduce uh, two individuals <clears throat> who will share with us. So Pamela New, I will introduce first, and then I will introduce Valerie Peters. So Pamela New arrived in St. Thomas in time for Hurricane Maryland, ooh, ouch, every time I hear that, my name, in 1995 and has been a full-time resident since then. She and her husband, attorney George Etheridge, raised their twins on island and believed that the Virgin Islands were a wonderful place to raise their children. Pamela is a British-trained drama therapist. She taught communication and theater at UVI for nine years, directed Pistarkal Summer Camp 2018, and has been educational director and Shakespeare scholar for a number of the Vento Shakespeare Festival seasons. She's currently Eco School's USVI coordinator and is responsible for coordinating the successful implementation of a FEMA-funded educational grant, the Disaster Risk Reduction Management Program, in six high schools across the territory. Uh, so that is our introduction for uh, Pamela New. And, uh, and allow me now to introduce. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, good morning. Oh, good morning. Hi, Valerie. Hang on there. Hang on. I'm looking for you. She's about to give you a little bio. Yes, yes, yes. I can. Um, it's important to us. We always do this. We want to make sure our listening audience knows, you know, who you guys are. So Absolutely. Thanks for calling in, though, Valerie. So. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Hmm. Well, I'm having a little trouble here finding your bio. That's why, because you have printer issues. Let me see. Well, you know what? I think in the interest of time... Moving along. Let's see. Here we go. Hmm. Well, I think we're going to move along, and then when we do uh, uh, bring you on to do your um, wellness introduction, if you can uh, just give us a brief bio, because it was quite extensive. And um, why don't uh, you begin, Paul, and I will continue to um, look for the intro. Well, welcome, both of you. It's fantastic having... Pamela here in our Thank studio you. and Valerie out there and wherever she is calling <laughs> us in. Uh, we always like to start out, so I'll start with Pamela since she's in our studio today. Um, what does wellness mean to you? And therefore, okay. you know, how do you, uh, how do you go about maintaining wellness in your life? Wow. All right. Well, uh, for me, wellness is absolutely whole person. And what I speak to is mental, psychological physical and something that I think a lot of people don't put into the mix which is cultural I think that we all need to acknowledge where where we um, where we come from and where we are as a as, as a complete uh, completion of our wellness uh, so I do believe that we are what we eat so I try to keep away from most processed food I try to eat a living food diet and um, I exercise and I need to uh, say that uh, it's it's the whole package and uh, breathing is key I actually, in teaching at UVI, I used to, I taught my students the yogic breath, which we always did before any examination. Yes, I'm that kind That's of kooky kind. Pro- <laughs> I was that kooky professor. Good. Yeah. So it was literally the breathing for the hold for seven and the out for eight. Yeah. Did and, that last and, week, yes. Yeah. And in fact, um, uh, they've actually done studies at Harvard where they've done um, research with students taking exams. And the students that did the meditative breathing ahead of an exam uh, functioned about two percent better in their final exams than yeah. the ones that didn't yeah. this works breathing yeah. is health mm. fantastic wow so you're a practitioner that's she great is. she is wow. hey uh, valerie uh, uh maryland found I you found here it. so uh, i found the bio before we let you <laughs> yes, go before valerie gets to do her definition so i will do a very brief 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 bio um in no way minimizing the extraordinary accomplishments of valerie peters uh, let's see. Valerie's love for the sea probably started with her adventure-loving father who enjoyed diving, fishing, sailing, and traveling. 
And, of course, it says it didn't hurt that she lived on St. Thomas most of her life. She's been a lifelong resident and has developed a unique firsthand understanding of how special St. Thomas environment is and how important it is to preserve. She has a degree in international business and a master's in tourism management, as well as a 30-year career in local tourism and hospitality industry. She's been a member of the Coral Reefs Task Force, connected with Ocean Conservancy Youth Summit Coordinator, Coastal Cleanup, the annual Reef Fest event, and has been a winner of the EPA Environmental Quality Award for achievements in protecting public health and the environment, as well as the Coral Reef Task Force Award. Uh, she has been connected with the Virgin Islands Conservation Society as a freelance program coordinator for multiple projects, connected with the Smith Bay Water Bay Watershed Assessment, and focused uh, as well her efforts on reducing flood risk education initiative. Most recently, and despite two Category 5 hurricanes in 2017, which left her homeless, Valerie has successfully launched two major environmental programs in the Virgin Islands. One is the EcoSchools, an international program that incorporates an understanding of the outside world into the classroom via educational curriculum. And the second is the VI Clean Coast Campaign, an initiative aimed to help local businesses reduce the use of single-use plastics. Yay. There we go. It's important uh, to get that bio, and I'm glad I found it. And welcome, uh, Valerie, and so uh, appropriately to introduce you and welcome you. And so uh, what does wellness mean to you? Um, wellness, I guess, would be a very holistic ex uh, experience. Um, I'm not going to reiterate because Pamela's pretty much touched on most of um, uh, concepts of, of wellness that I completely and wholeheartedly agree with, um, but I would add the environment. Um, mm. I think uh, connecting to the environment and staying connected to our surroundings um, is very important to our wellness and our balance. and. Um, we see it even when it's hurricane season and everybody starts getting stressed out and um, just at the thought and the prospect because it's hurricane season and how we start tapering off as season ends and, and our stress levels start to diminish. Um, mm -hmm. So again, connecting with the environment and really being um, in touch with it and understanding the impact that it has on our daily lives. Mm. All right. I'm curious. So, um, Pamela talked about sort of breathing and nutrition and all. What do you do to cultivate wellness in your life, Valerie? Um, being, again, outdoors, uh, meditating, um, activities that are usually outside. Um, we've got such a beautiful environment around us that every opportunity to take uh, some time out there is a blessing. Mm. So I think... Uh, that's a great way to balance um, and create wellness, um, benefiting from a lot of the local food and, uh, that we have here mm -hmm. um, that are made with some amazing recipes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so embracing culture as well. Um, mm. Yeah, I think all of those elements are, as far as wellness, the physical activity, mental activity, um, definitely are very important. Beautiful. Well, thank you both for... Uh Starting us off uh, yeah, that's in nice. that place. Yes, indeed. Um, and I'm glad you were able to focus on yourself for just a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, typically what happens sometimes with these people is, like, oh, I like to do this for everybody, and I do this, right. and this is wellness to them. And I'm like, no, 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 you. You know, what do you do? Uh, so good job. Um, so we have... Uh, these kind of questions to explore this conversation around yeah. the, the transformative potential of uh, eco-schools in the VI. Yeah, what a concept. And I am curious if you could, uh, perhaps why don't we start with uh, the Valerie. Um, what is the, the kind of history of um, eco-schools USA and uh, how did it end up here in the Virgin Islands? Um, well, it's a love affair. <laughs> mm. It is um, stemmed from actually another program that I've been running here in the Virgin Islands for the past 10 years called Blue Flag, which is all about sustainable management of coastal environments. Mm -hmm. And it is run through an environmental organization based out of Denmark called Foundation for Environmental Education. Mm. And it, um, it created a network, and there's over 80 countries involved in this network. Wow. Um, that 
around the world manage and oversee coastal environments, and this is definitely not a beauty contest. Um, but a sister program to this uh, blue flag is Eco Schools. Um, so it's really about integrating education and environmental education. I should say more sustainable education. Mm-hmm. Um, environmental education uh, has certain connotation when it's really about sustainability mm-hmm. and finding different avenues of getting the messages out um, in real life experiences. So, you know, blue flag with the coastal environment, beachgoers, boaters, uh, anybody that really um, is near the ocean mm-hmm. or has an impact on the ocean. Um, and then for the schools, it's bringing the concept of sustainability into the classroom and aligning it with what students are already learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Pamela is going to touch on this a little bit with a program that she's very focused on, but the, the overall arching idea of eco-schools is to integrate uh, project-based learning, which is so in line right now with what the public school system is uh, doing, which is next generation science mm-hmm. um, standards, which is all about project-based learning. So we really hope that one, EcoSchools will be a valuable tool for teachers mm-hmm. um, because EcoSchools USA, um, which is uh, run by the National Wildlife Federation um, United States, they have uh, a small army that aligns a lot of the materials with all these different standards. Mm-hmm. So for teachers, we really hope that this is going to be an opportunity to help them integrate these next-generation science standards. But for the students, it's to really give them the hands-on experience and real-life experiences uh, that they're going to take later on into the workplace. Um, So, you know, going back to where it came from, Mm -hmm. it's really a global phenomenon. There's over 20 million children engaged in this program. Mm. um, And each country um, develops its own program according to its educational standards. Okay. Um, And so... Since we are, uh, well, now a team of two, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, trying to launch this in the Virgin Islands, uh, (laughs) it's it's no small uh, task, and uh, we've been fortunate enough uh, through the affiliation with the Virgin Islands Conservation Society to partner um, with National Wildlife Federation because Mm -hmm. VIX, the Virgin Islands Conservation Society, is also an affiliate member of National Wildlife Federation. It is the local representation for NWF here in the Virgin Islands. So we have a dual alliance with this global organization Mm -hmm. and national organization. Um, So we have an amazing support network and tools to offer to all educators in the Virgin Islands Mm -hmm. um, and support their efforts. Wow. Um, it's interesting because you began with uh, it comes from a love affair. You know, I guess I was you got me there <laughs> when we began from that from that place. And I um, can vouch that goes way back. <laughs> you know, the love affair with uh, the environment and all. And the fact that the other part that that really moved me, that this is a global movement and that 20 million students are part of this effort worldwide. And here we are connecting our students right. with part of a global movement. So, Pamela, talk a bit about, um, about that, your huh? own connection to it and uh, this powerful team of two. Um, so, what, <laughs> uh, being one of the half of the, the, the duo, um, talk a bit about your coordinating role and how is this unfolding and... Um, given how daunting on some level it could be, but also the incredible opportunities and potentials for this. Talk a bit about your role and how this is unfolding. Well, um, although we are, uh, you know, the the terrific team of two, I actually, as I have entered the schools and built relationships with the teachers, Mm -hmm. uh, I suddenly find myself feeling as if we are already a much bigger team Mm. because one thing that I will say is in spite of some really fairly challenging circumstances that our teachers are still working in two years uh, after the storms, Mm -hmm. we have extraordinary 
educators on wow. these islands. Wow. And I am moved every single day when I speak to them to see how they think out the box and absolutely support their students in becoming leaders in this conversation. This is While the teachers and we support the students, mm -hmm. the whole concept of eco-schools is that these are student teams that run the program and they initiate this within the school. And we really are, we guide, we support, mm -hmm. we um, share ideas. Okay. And so th there is an, a, definitely a structure mm -hmm. uh, which we adhere to. Okay. And um, but I, I one of the amazing things about eco schools is that this is fantastic for creating student leaders, mm -hmm. and we really encourage everybody within the school to have an opportunity to find a way of participating. Now, the Disaster Risk Reduction Management Program, which is actually quite a mouthful, so I'll call <laughs> it the DRRMP okay. from now on. Um, what is actually a FEMA funded short term educational program mm -hmm. and in discussion with uh, NWF and Valerie and the That's teachers National, Wild National Wildlife okay. Federation I catch the acronym sometimes yes <laughs> thank you mm -hmm. uh, we, we agreed that because of the PTSD that many of us are still undergoing and mm -hmm. I don't know about you I seem to do I cruised pretty well through 2018 but I'm telling you when Dorian came yep. ooh, some something hit me on the back of my head there yes it did <laughs> big time yeah. uh, for many many of us yeah. absolutely and uh, you know and I think it, it, it behooves us to be mindful that our healing is an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. And when we do get uh, frights like this, we need to go back and do the work. Um, that's just an aside. But this is a wellness program, that's right? It. That's right. <laughs> so um, in, in moving this program forward, we were hoping to have seven schools. We actually have amazingly achieved six schools and I'm absolutely thrilled awesome. that we have schools represented on each of our islands that have schools. Could you tell the, the what schools do you Yeah, have? I was going to say let's yeah, that'd be great. All right, well let's start Make with the, the other ones jealous. Uh, all right, all right. Well, let's start with our big island, St. Croix. Mm -hmm. Um we have St. Croix Central. Uh, the extraordinary Mr. Espinosa. Um, he's a marine biology teacher. Th these teachers are, I'm in awe. I'm mm -hmm. so excited. Mm -hmm. I feel like not only am I building amazing professional relationships, but I'm really building personal relationships because these people rock. Mm -hmm. Then we have Miss <laughs> uh, Laverne Stout and Mr. Farrelly from St. Croix uh, Career and Tech um, High School. Mm -hmm. And on uh, in... Um, St. Croix Educational Complex. Mm -hmm. We are fortunate to have Miss Linda James and I don't know how many people listening know Miss Anne-Marie Gibbs. She has, well, I hear she's been threatening to retire for <laughs> decades, but, uh, but she, for decades, uh, she, she has <laughs> finally retired, but uh, you know, you know what they say, you can uh, take a uh, teacher out of the classroom, but Miss mm -hmm. <laughs> Gibbs is coming back on board and is heading this up and already <laughs> in conversations with her, this woman just oozes ideas dynamism and the absolute belief in students first wow. she is a rocking teacher they all yeah. are but the anyway roots. So, the so, roots of our community absolutely ab absolutely yeah. um on saint john mm -hmm. we're fortunate enough to have gift hill school okay. on board mm -hmm. and they already are doing a lot towards becoming a green school mm -hmm. um you know they have the vegetable gardens they 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 abut a massive watershed and mm -hmm. it's quite interesting Interesting that part of our disaster risk reduction management program addresses watersheds and why it's so crucial that we keep them clean mm. because our watersheds give us the, the, the you know if they're going to go down into municipal water mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're going to uh, you know keep us hydrated and then they end up in the sea right and the sea is where we get an awful lot of our food from and if we think about it in tourist terms, the sea is what brings people to our shores. Mm -hmm. um, and then on St. Thomas, our island, uh, we have uh, Eudora Ken, okay. the extraordinary Mrs. Uh, Michael Rose. Uh, um, and I, now I've got, it's so funny, I call her by her first name all the time that I've suddenly drawn a blank on her last name. <laughs> Sorry, Michael Rose.
Mm-hmm. Then you have projects, um, and a lot of times the projects can be either after-school programs or they can be part of a lot of times environmental science-related um, uh, courses or classes, but it's not necessarily. It's, there's a broad reach, and we're really always amazed by what spark it, uh, you know, a teacher all of a sudden has and goes, oh, I could do this with my math class, or mm-hmm. I could do this with my dance class, or... Mm. Um, and you see the creative minds go to work very quickly. Um, but it's also, and one of the things I want to say is, it also helps bring outside expertise to support the teachers. Mm. So they're not alone in doing this. Okay. Um, one of the, the, the beautiful things I, I've discovered with Blue Flag in the 10 years of operating it is the amazing network of environmental educators that are out there. And, you know, we know Katie Edwards, we know Howard Forbes, um, but there's a lot of other unsung heroes that are out there every day um, and teaching all kinds of subjects. Uh, You know, with VA Waste Management, they have some amazing folks out there um, that can align with recycling, with um, uh, marine debris, with energy, um, the energy department, or even the private sector. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a lot of professionals that are willing and eager to give back. They just don't know how. Right. Um, That's and a good point. We provide them, you know, we provide them a, a, a network and go, okay, you know, this school is learning about energy. They would love to hear about how to do solar. And maybe it's the engineering um, teacher that wants to do a little robot, a little solar robot. And so it, it cross-populates each other very quickly. Mm. Yeah, I like, I like the idea of you also trying to reach out to the private sector. I mean, we've benefited greatly for the many years over at Belongo with the marine uh, you know, biology uh, classes at Antilles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll come over on a couple occasions, sometimes to clean, and then they come back to identify species as they walk through the, mm-hmm. you know, the shallow reefs and whatnot. So there's definitely synergies that uh, I'm a little surprised I didn't know more about what you guys have been doing. Of course, I've been very aware of your blue flag and all the other things, but uh, I didn't realize about the, the eco-school thing. So this that's why great. we have wellness lessons information it. to the community. <laughs> you know, I'm wondering as I listen to both of you speak, uh, and given the fact that we um, the VI is coming on board, can you share some examples of um, uh, transformative impacts of eco-schools in maybe one or two communities, be it in the States or elsewhere? Like, what is the potential of the impact of what this has when it gets uh, rooted in the culture of the school? and uh, the impact it has on the community. Either one of you, please. Well, I was in South Africa. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I was in South Africa this last summer, mm-hmm. and I had the opportunity to go to a green flag eco school. And there are only about 2,000 fully-fledged uh, green flags I- in the world, although there are about 55,000 participating schools. Okay. And um, I had, this was an extraordinary experience going because it was in a fairly impoverished area um, and what was extraordinary about it was how motivated the entire school was and how proud they were about their, their, their accomplishment. And the project that they're working on right now is to do with recycling, mm-hmm. which is so pertinent to South Africa because we do have a, a massive issue. And although I will tell you that South Africa has actually um, not banned plastic bags, but what they do is you have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, you know, when I was a kid growing up in South Africa, uh, the, the nickname for these, um, these plastic bags, bags that littered the, the felt and got caught on the barbed wire flapping until they were just shredded. They were called Soweto flowers. It was a terrible wow. indictment. Wow. And, and with, with, yes, with this um, law, people really, t- 10 cents is a lot of money to, to people. Right. And people, it, it's about changing mindsets. Um, a lot of abuelitas and abuelitos sitting at home just doing nothing, really, mm-hmm. um, very isolated. And these children, by engaging them in the topic of waste and eventually into recycling, not only have reached out to their community around them and engaged these folks in resolving the waste issue in their community, but have made new connections that now they have dance once a week or once uh, every other week with them, cultural dances. Um, 
the parents, when they drop off the kids, they drop off the recycling. Um, they have um. recycling bins and the kids. And so now the school benefits from all the funds that they raise from this recycling system that they've put in place. Mm. And they have a beautiful campus where they have every once in a while the neighbors that come in and help the kids grow these plants and harvest the wow. you know, fruits of their labor. Mm. So it's a really, um, and they, I, mean, I can go on and on about them, but that was just wow. one example of how quickly it brought this very isolated, depressed community back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, Valerie, it's interesting. I, common problems. Right, and, uh, you know, it's interesting because I've also seen a lot of creative ways to use plastics, you know. Um, we just heard of a great example, but, I mean, I've seen things where they've been using almost like macrame or, or plaiting, if you will, of the old bags to make garments or, mm-hmm. or usable, you know, things. But uh, obviously that helps. Maybe that triggers a little bit. I hate when it falls into just arts and crafts and then they think it's just, you know, some little decorative piece. But if we could figure out ways to make things reusable. I know Doug White's pretty active over in St. John. He's He's been a Stellworth in this area as well. But um, what what would you say is probably one of your biggest obstacles in, in our small community? Because, I, I mean, obviously I've been involved in this and, and hearing about it forever and ever. But transportation, obviously, getting the bundles of, of possible recyclable things off island to get processed. Um, would you say that that's one of your biggest obstacles or are there, are there other things? Um, I, I think there's a whole host of obstacles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but BPC, I think no. there's, um, unfortunately, um, I, a little bit of a resistance to change and mm. also a resistance to the oh, evolution yeah. of technology. And by that, I mean, mm. um, uh, you know, and I'm sure I'm going to get some raised eyebrows on this one, but waste to energy. You know, we've got WAPA that's an issue. We've got waste management that's an issue. Well, there's, you know, a lot of back and forth that went on the topic, but there's so much evolution in technology and um, find that a lot of times we get caught up in, oh, well, it was a, a bad thing, but we forget to look into where we are now with technology and what can be accomplished. Um so in some sense, I think our resistance to change and yeah, accepting yeah, the yeah. evolution of things and, and with that new knowledge moving forward um, is a little bit of a hindrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, and we also are in this strange little predicament where we get federal assistance from EPA, but they still have to go through local chapters of the government. Um, I went to an open forum couple months ago that was at the library over here in, in Tutu that the EPA wanted to talk about the dumps, etc. And nobody was there. I, I couldn't believe how few people showed up. Um, and then, of course, right after it got started, they made a statement, and the statement was, we're only here to, to file your questions. We're not here to answer any questions. And I, I really felt like it was a big sweep under the rug kind of thing, because now, obviously, our, our dumps and, and everything else affects the communities in which they're in. Um, and and I think we sit back and we think, oh, it'll just fix itself or time will come. But uh, but no, it, it's going to take action from everybody. Well, it's interesting because with you say that, saying that and the reality of kind of... Um kind of all the components and all the challenges present, which is why the potential and the power of arming young people, opening their minds and their curvity, to me, is everything, right? Absolutely. Because you transform a mind, you transform a family, you transform a community, you transform a region. Yeah. They got and the so, energy. And so yeah. I guess as um, we begin to kind of wind down, I'd love to hear from both of you, what is your ultimate vision? I mean, when I think about in my own kind of mind's eye, right, and I begin to sort of imagine what the potential impact of this can be and hopefully will be. What do you see? What do you see, Pamela, and what do you see, Valerie, of the potential of eco-schools in the VI? Well, I'm the eternal optimist. All right. So I, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and I, while I am fairly um, obsessed with detail, I'm also a big picture kind of girl. Mm-hmm. And in conversation with people, I just put out the idea, I see no reason why every single school on our territory should not become an eco school. Mm. 
and I know that may sound like a gasp, how on earth do we do this? We do this because we owe this to the kids. We really do. And you know something? My experience is I've, I've been into Janie Tewitt because they, they had already started the, um, the gardens growing their own food, you know, a, a largely impervious uh, surface school in the middle of town. And here we were planting seedlings. And I went back to uh, share some books and I was taken by the hand and the children said miss pamela come and have a look look at how the plants are growing and they were so thrilled and so proud to be part of affecting positive change and so you know i know it's a here we go with the metaphor but plant a seed so i i really do see that um engaging everybody you know st- uh, i always say that start with a school and be effective break down the bureaucracy mm-hmm. so that we can work with school community island territory and, I, and and then i think we have a winning formula to really make this uh, catch on like wildfire. And, and i do i want to hear you valerie as well but just to help for some clarification, because uh, we're throwing around some of these sayings, but to become an eco school, what, what are we saying? You just have to embrace these concepts. You have. To, I, I I quoted this earlier. The project, uh, you know, uh, based uh, learning and training. But um, is is that all it is to start with? And then if you accomplish all these things, then you get the the green flag. Val, would you like to answer this? Yes. Um, so. As mentioned earlier, there's a seven-step process, um, and that is really the, the roadmap as far as being successful in beco- being able to integrate sustainability into the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is pretty much the only structure, if you will, and it's not even a structure because it's more of a guideline um, for schools to follow and, and implementing eco-schools. But um, a school, for example, like Janie Tewitt, um, they didn't have a garden. Right now they're already, they have their garden. Now they're talking about um, water cycles. They're talking about soil, you know, and pH balance and things like that. Even at the elementary level, they're already starting to have these conversations. So once the process, it's not just about having a garden, but becomes part of the education. Mm-hmm. And there are three levels to the eco-school um, certification. There's the bronze, the silver, and the green flag. And what it entails is becoming fluent in one, two, or three topics. And as you engage in your third topic, and by the time you've done three topics, your school is engaged in environmental and sustainable um, practices um, at all levels, just because it, it, it invariably permeates throughout the entire um, school. That's when a school becomes a green flag. Um, That's smart, though. You're giving them measurable goals and... and Given them an area to strive for, so that's that's smart. Is there contact information that either one would uh, you would yeah, share we're down here. Um, for individuals who want more information? Who someone's listening? I wonder if my child uh, is yeah. a part of this. Uh, how can someone find out more information about uh, the eco schools generally and uh, to get more involved? Well, certainly um, people can go online, and if you just Google um, Eco Schools USA you will find an incredibly easy-to-navigate website. And if you look at the top toolbar, look on the right-hand side, and it says join. (laughs) So it's honestly that simple. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, this is something that uh, a parent listening could go to a teacher and say, hey, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. And actually, I'm really interested in this. I would like to be one of the community partners. Mm -hmm. And there we have the conversation starting. Another thing that people could do is they could certainly contact me my email address is vi.ecoschool at gmail.com. Great. Fabulous. As we uh, kind of wind down. Yes, go ahead, Valerie. Mm-hmm. And I was also going to give my email address. Yes, please. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for more general information mm-hmm. about eco schools as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. Uh, is still though my blue flag address. So it's blueflagusvi mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Great, great. Yeah, um, is there kind of one takeaway um, that you'd like the listening audience from this uh, really invigorating conversation to have? Um, one thing that you want someone to take away, P- 
Pamela, what's the takeaway? Well, you, you were kind enough to send me this question, so I had time to <laughs> contemplate She's last got night. five pages oh, here. Oh, yes. <laughs> as, as I said, I, I like to prepare. Um, the reality is I think that anybody who loves and is committed to living on this island needs to understand that it's got to be a two-way street. Mm -hmm. And uh, not only do we receive the sunshine and the beautiful blue water and the camaraderie and the community, which is absolutely wonderful, but we do have a responsibility to keep our islands beautiful. Mm -hmm. And part of this is absolutely education. You know, we've just had Coast Weeks, uh, right. and we've done a, 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 a number of yeah. coastal clean clean weeks, including... We were a recipient. Yes, yes. I, w I was in your... <laughs> yes. I, I was up to my knees in your salt pond mm -hmm. and uh, it's constant work mm -hmm. but you know something when we all come together I believe so deeply that community service gives me far more than it takes from me mm -hmm. and I if there's one thing that I would say to people is that if we are going to be a functioning community mm -hmm. then we have to come together and some, sometimes the dirty work is dirty work but you know something if we put a smile on our faces we can all do it. And Eco Schools is an amazing way to get people together, not only within the classroom, um, the larger campus, but also the community and the territory. Fantastic. Beautifully Valerie, I think we're going <laughs> to snub you out on your last and final, but uh, gosh, thank you both yes, for coming yes. and taking uh, time out of your busy, mm. busy days and lives. I've learned a lot, You're and welcome. I feel quite inspired, and I hope that all those in the listening audience have felt the inspiration and the challenge to share the knowledge and the potential transformative impact of eco-schools in the VI. Thank you for listening in. Be well, breathe deeply, and uh, create that beautiful space inside, and do your part to create a, uh, beauty on the outside. There you yes, go. Yes, we look forward to uh, See, you joining yeah. us next week. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Have Be safe. Week. Okay, bye-bye.